If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On this episode of Newt's World, as chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, Congressman Jason Smith's top priority is delivering for the working families, farmers, and small businesses that make the American economy the envy of the world. That's why, under his leadership, The committee is traveling outside the marble halls of Congress to hold its hearings so that Americans who can't afford to make the trip to the nation's capital have the opportunity to shape the policies that impact their lives every single day. Whether it's lowering taxes, providing regulatory relief, or ensuring our trade policies put American workers first, Chairman Smith is partnering with the American people, not lobbyists or special interests, to get America back on track. I'm delighted to have him here. He's a good friend and remarkably hard worker. He's joining me today to talk about the latest discussions on the debt ceiling, as well as his plans as chairman for the House Ways and Means Committee. So I'm really pleased to welcome my guest, Congressman Jason Smith, who proudly serves Missouri's 8th Congressional District, which includes Southeast and South Central Missouri. Jason, welcome, and thank you for joining me on Newt's World. Well, thank you for having me, Speaker. It is my pleasure to spend some time with you today. Well, you're an expert in this. Could you just take a minute and explain for everyday citizens exactly what the debt ceiling is and why it's so important? Yeah, the debt limit expires whenever you basically max out your credit card. And that is where we're at today. We had the largest debt limit increase in the history of our country just over a year ago, probably 14, 15 months ago. It was two and a half trillion dollars. But unfortunately, it was maxed out quickly because of the one party Democrat rule of Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, where 
you saw $10 trillion in an increase of new spending. $10 trillion of an increase of new spending, which has led to the debt limit being maxed out right now, and that's where we're addressing it. Which, as you know, Speaker, the debt limit is something that we've had to address over 80 times in our country's history, and this is just another one of them. And the House Republicans... President Biden refused to negotiate with Speaker McCarthy, even though he said in February that he would. And it led to us having to pass a debt limit increase of our own called Limit, Save and Grow. And we did that with 217 Republicans. In fact, every Democrat voted against raising the debt limit. The only body or the only chamber that has increased the debt limit so far this Congress is the House Republicans. When you passed that on April 26, the Limit, Save, Grow Act, you changed history because I think the President Biden and the Democrats were counting on you not being able to get together and not being able to do this, in which case they would have come back and really forced you into passing an unamended debt ceiling. And as it is now, you clearly are the dominant force in Washington on dealing with this. In fact, to their great credit, the Senate Republicans, 43 of them, including Senate Leader Mitch McConnell, signed a letter saying that they would not cooperate in passing any kind of debt ceiling that Speaker McCarthy and the House Republicans didn't agree to. So you really have, in an amazing way, taken the lead on a major opportunity to turn around the spending pattern of the United States. A key part of that is work requirements for welfare, which, as you remember, when I was speaker, we passed the 1996 Welfare Reform Bill, which was enormously successful in getting people back to work, raising children out of poverty as their parents earn more, et cetera. You've really talked a lot about the importance of work and the importance of having work requirements. Could you expand on that? Absolutely. You led the way when you were speaker in getting work requirements. And one major aspect of the Limit, Save, Grow Act is putting work requirements for able-bodied, healthy adults with no dependence on Medicaid, on food stamps, addressing some of the loopholes that were in TANF, which was a big success in the past, but people have fallen through the cracks. When you travel across this country, Speaker, you hear small businesses and farmers saying all the time that they have help-wanted postings everywhere just trying to get people to work. And this will help with that labor shortage. This will save over $125 billion, $125 billion just by having work requirements in Medicaid, and in food stamps. So pretty excited about it. But I wanted to point out the request that President Biden and Chuck Schumer has been asking for, and that is a clean blank check debt limit increase. They can't even pass it out of the United States Senate, which is controlled by the Democrats. If they could pass it, they would pass it. Even Senate Democrats don't even support a blank check debt limit increase. Believe me, if they could pass it, Senator Schumer would put it on there. You were talking about the 43 Republicans. I don't think they can even get 51 votes to pass a blank check debt limit increase. Well, I thought it was very striking that Democrat Senator Manchin 
the day you passed your bill to cut spending, came out strongly and said, that's the right direction. That's what we should be doing. So I think you probably have a couple of Democrats who would vote with you in the Senate on your approach to it. My sense is that Biden has now moved from I won't negotiate at all to pretty aggressive negotiations with Speaker McCarthy's team trying to get this thing solved. One of the things you did that's fascinating, again, just a sign of how strange the Biden administration is, there were some provisions that involved billions of dollars going to Chinese communist companies. That's one of the things that your Limit Save Grow Act cuts out is the kind of handouts to China and to billion-dollar corporations. Can you comment on that for a minute? Yeah. In the Limit Save Grow Act, it does numerous things. But in regards to the work requirements we just hit on, it also does the spending caps over a 10-year period, starting out at fiscal year 22 levels. It reverses the $80 billion to the IRS, the 87,000 IRS agent. It adds the RAINS Act, which would basically hold the administration accountable for their executive orders that any new rules that is over a billion dollars would have to be approved by Congress in order to be made in order. You're seeing repealing the president's executive order on student loans. There's numerous items in the Limit Save Grow Act that we're pushing. Also something to know how huge it was for House Republicans to stand together in passing the Limit Save Grow Act is more than half of the Republican conference had never voted for a debt limit increase in their entire tenure, including myself, Speaker. In 10 years that I have served in Congress, I had never vote for any bill that had a debt limit increase until this one. And to help be part of that process, that's a huge aspect. Almost $4.8 trillion of savings is in this bill by increasing the debt limit. And that's what the speaker has said. Speaker McCarthy has said he wants to get our fiscal house in order. He wants to address fiscal insanity. And you can't do that by just doing a blank check debt limit increase. And that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to get the White House to negotiate with Speaker McCarthy. They have been leaving him in the dark without any conversations. And that's why we had to pass the Limit Save Grow Act to just make sure that they would follow through on some kind of negotiation. I met with the Budget Committee chairman, and it's pretty clear that you're going to be able to follow up on this initial first step with the debt ceiling cutting spending. And you are probably going to bring to the floor a budget that actually proposes being balanced within 10 years which will be an amazing shift from where Biden was at. And the Ways and Means Committee will play a very significant part in that, starting with work requirements, but going on to a number of other areas. What is your sense about the potential to actually get to a balanced budget and to actually get back to real economic growth on a scale that you're never going to get to under Biden? You know, Speaker, it's everyone's goal to get to a balanced budget. It just doesn't make sense to any American that 
they have to live within their means. Why can't Washington do the same thing? And as you know, balancing the budget has been very rare. It's only happened a few times in our country's history. You did it multiple times, which is great. That's exactly where we need to get to. And we do believe that we can get a 10-year balanced budget proposal that balances within 10 years but the way that you do that, you got to stop this crazy spending. Just in the last three years, discretionary spending has increased more than 40%. More than 40% just in the last three years. And then, like what I said, just in the last two years, if you count over the 10-year window, this administration, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, has increased spending of $10 trillion. We got to reverse that. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Newt. In my new book, March the Majority, The Real Story of the Republican Revolution, I offer strategies and insights for everyday citizens and for seasoned politicians. It's both a guide for political success and for winning back the majority in 2024. March to the Majority outlines the 16-year campaign to write the contract with America, explains how we elected the first Republican House majority in 40 years, and how we worked with President Bill Clinton to pass major reforms, including four consecutive balanced budgets. March to the Majority tells the behind-the-scenes story of how we got it done. Here's a special offer for my podcast listeners. You can pre-order 
March the Majority right now at Gingrich360.com slash book, and it'll be shipped directly to you on June 6th. Don't miss out on this special offer to pre-order my new book today. Go to Gingrich360.com slash book and order your copy now. Order it today at Gingrich360.com slash book. I've been very impressed with the number of hearings you're holding where you are going to the American people. What are the messages they give you? My very first committee hearing as chairman of the Ways and Means Committee was not in Washington, D.C. It was, in fact, in Petersburg, West Virginia. We went to a lumber yard there to hear from small business owners, coal miners, working mothers. And what they've been telling us is that they've been struggling just to put food on their table, clothes on their backs, and gasoline in their cars by the current economy that they're facing. The, the spike in prices, the highest inflation in 40 years, we've seen inflation rise 14.9% since Joe Biden's taken the oath of office. Inflation was only 1.4% in his very first month. We had the owner, Ashley Bachman, of Cheetah Bee's Restaurant in Petersburg, West Virginia, testify before our committee speaker, and she said that COVID was detrimental to her. They barely made it, but what has even been worse than COVID is inflation, and inflation has been such a struggle from them. They've talked to us about how it's so hard to get people to work because they're competing with the government check. People are making more in a government check than actually with a job. So it's been very hard to hire employees. They've talked about the supply chain crisis. They've talked about the energy crisis, the spike in natural gas, the spike in gasoline. There's numerous issues that they're facing. When I went before the steering committee, to become chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, the very first slide that I gave that committee is that we're the party of the working class and we need to make sure that our priorities and policies reflect that. And as chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, I wanted to make sure that we put working families, small businesses and farmers as our top priorities it's reflective of how I was raised and who I represent. The congressional district that I represent in Southeast Missouri is the ninth poorest congressional district in the nation out of 435, Mr. Speaker, but it's also the sixth most conservative. So by definition, it shows that that's who we are as a party. And I come from a very working class family. My mother was a factory worker. My dad was an auto mechanic, had his own auto repair shop. He was also a preacher. But the farm that I live on, the farm that has been in my family for four generations, my grandparents never had running water. So I grew up in a family that whenever I would work all day at the farm, in order to wash my hands, I had to pump water out of a cistern. And they didn't have indoor plumbing. I had to use that outhouse. It wasn't fun. When I bought that family farm, one of the first things I did was burn down the outhouse because I had enough of it. But I am a product of the working class, and so is our party. And so I'm trying to make sure that we're going to real America, places 
and talking to folks that wouldn't really have the opportunity to come to Washington, D.C. We went to Yukon, Oklahoma, and we had a field hearing in a barn listening to farmers and ranchers and oil and gas producers. We went to Peachtree City, Georgia. You're quite familiar with that area. We did a field hearing there in a manufacturing facility. Then we went to Staten Island, New York at a port. The Staten Island port, the second largest port in America, we did it outside, which happened to be the first field hearing ever held outside by the Ways and Means Committee. And we heard from longshoresmen. We listened from farmers in upstate New York that were having issues with the fact that the Canadians aren't upholding their aspect of USMCA. So this is where we're hearing from real Americans and figuring out solutions to it. And that's where we're going to create an economic package that addresses those concerns. And we're going to push that through Congress. You really are starting at the grassroots and then growing the ideas from the American people back to Washington, rather than taking Washington ideas and trying to sell the American people. That's how you make the best policy. You have these big corporations that they have all their lobbyists that they can hire. But you know what? The lobbyists for working class families and small businesses and farmers are their elected public servants. They're members of Congress. And so that's where we need to go. We need to go listen to them. We need to hear their issues and then develop the policies that best affect their lives. And that is our goal. Whenever you're talking about the supply chains issues that came up, we have to make sure that our country, using tax and trade mechanisms, make sure our country is energy secured, we have food security, and we have medical security. We learned during COVID we had some weaknesses. We need to make sure our tax and our trade mechanisms only incentivize security in those three areas. The approach you're taking in some ways builds on the original Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which was amazingly successful. And I know you talk a good bit about it in talking about for America's economy to work. Talk just for a minute about what that Republican Congress working with a Republican president really set the stage for an amazing level of economic growth that put us in pretty good shape before COVID. It was an incredible shape. What happened in 2017 with passage of the Tax Cut and Jobs Act led to the highest revenues in the history of our country. We saw that last year. $4.9 trillion was the largest revenues in our country. But you know what's also interesting, Speaker, is that the revenues from passage of TCGA actually was almost a trillion dollars more than what joint tax said that they would be. The last year, they were almost a trillion dollars more in revenues than what joint tax had expected. And you saw the exponential job growth. What's unfortunate, Mr. Speaker, is that several of those provisions are starting to expire. For example, research and development has expired last year. You see bonus depreciation starting to phase out. It's at 80% this year. Interest deductibility has expired in the year 2025. You'll see numerous other provisions expire, such as the doubling of the child tax credit, the doubling of the standard deduction. 91% of Americans 
use the standard deduction. They don't do the long form, so they're going to be drastically affected by that. And then you see the reduction in the death tax will come in 2025. And then you'll see the small business deduction expires in 2025, along with a lot of the individual rates. So we got our work cut out for us, and that is why we're going to be crisscrossing the country, hearing what provisions worked the best in 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act, which ones might need to be tweaked, and which ones might need to just be expired, and then whatever new provisions in the tax code that can help working class families and small businesses, that's what we're doing and listening to. I think about the witness that was in Peachtree City, Georgia. She was an accountant, had her own small business CPA firm, and she gave up an example of how government has not continued to keep up with inflation. And she was talking about basic 1099s that small businesses have to do, that they've been at $600 since the 50s. They've not gone up with inflation. And if they would have just gone up with inflation, you would have figured that you wouldn't have to do a W-2 form up to the amount of $7,000. This is red tape that small businesses have to worry about, and you don't have folks in Washington, D.C. paid to lobby on that. Actually, no one has ever talked to me about that until I heard that from that young lady down there. And then I started thinking about all the farmers and small businesses that I know that have to do so many W-2 forms for their contract labor. Maybe they pay like some school kids to haul hay or build fence or random stuff, we just need to make government work for the people so much better. And the only way you do that is by listening to Real Americans. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, this is Newt. In my new book, March the Majority, The Real Story of the Republican Revolution, I offer strategies and insights for everyday citizens and for seasoned politicians. It's both a guide for political success and for winning back the majority in 2024. March the Majority outlines the 16-year campaign to write the contract with America, explains how we elected the first Republican House majority in 40 years, and how we worked with President Bill Clinton to pass major reforms including four consecutive balanced budgets. March to the Majority tells the behind-the-scenes story of how we got it done. Here's a special offer for my podcast listeners. You can pre-order March to the Majority right now at Gingrich360.com slash book, and it'll be shipped directly to you on June 6th. Don't miss out on this special offer to pre-order my new book today. Go to Gingrich360.com slash book and order your copy now. Order it today at Gingrich360.com slash book. Well, you know, and it's really striking, too, at the very time that the government makes life more complicated for small businesses. The government was so badly run that I think your folks have estimated that we may have had somewhere between 190 and $400 billion stolen during the COVID cycle. That's an astonishing set of numbers. The unemployment fraud that we highlighted in the Ways and Means Committee is so disturbing. The Department of Labor confirmed that at minimum, they believe that there was at least $190 billion. But we have other outside groups that are reporting that they believe that the fraud is over $400 billion. And when you think about $400 billion, the total amount of unemployment that was distributed during the pandemic was right at $850 billion. So you're looking at nearly half of it was by fraud. We found some people that had filed for unemployment in 48 states. 48 states. Absolutely amazing. The folks that collected unemployment from other countries that frauded the system, it's maddening. People were purchasing Lamborghinis, Speaker. The fraud and the waste that was in there, they started out with self-certification, which was absolutely maddening. We tried to get the House Democrats to prevent that. And this is what led to it. We were glad to pass a bill to go after unemployment fraud, and it actually passed the House with bipartisan support. We had 10 Democrats that did join with us in opposition of the unemployment fraud, and the way that it was being paid for was by using unobligated dollars. There's over $50, $60 billion in unobligated dollars. It's nice to have a Democrat actually vote to rescind that money. Maybe they'll support that provision that we had in the Limit Save Grow Act to increase the debt limit. Let me ask just one last thing. I believe very deeply, and we just finished a poll at America's New Majority Project on transparency in healthcare, and the country is overwhelmingly in favor of transparency and cost and quality in healthcare. 
And you've been doing some real work on that. Could you just comment briefly on what you think the status is on transparency in healthcare? Transparency in healthcare is imperative for competition. It's what every patient deserves. They deserve the right to know the cost of their health care. And so we did just have a hearing this week. We're working in conjunction with the Energy and Commerce Committee. Chair Kathy McMorris Rogers is also working on price transparency. President Trump did such a good job when he was president in having promulgating rules for price transparency for hospitals and insurers. Unfortunately, They're not following up to it like they should. We believe roughly only 25% of the hospitals in the nation, and there's over 6,000 hospitals, are actually following the transparency rules. And so we're hoping to create more transparency and access. That's the only way you're going to get more competition. But I really think that we're going to be able to get some legislation moving on that very shortly and excited about that. When you look at healthcare, you got to look at transparency of the cost, but you also have to look at access to healthcare. We have so many rural areas in this country that are healthcare deserts where they can't even get healthcare because they don't have hospitals, they don't have health clinics. And we got to figure out a way to incentivize that behavior to create more private investment. And we need to find ways just to Uberize healthcare altogether. We need something to disrupt healthcare, to create more cures, more innovations, bring down the price and create more competition. Well, you're doing exactly the right things. And I want to thank you for joining me. I've been watching you and watching your career. The work you're doing for the people of Missouri's 8th District is amazing. You have an exact feel for rural America and for small business America. I'm sure they are very proud that you're now the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee. And I know how much the committee is getting done because I follow it very carefully. And you're just doing a great job of leadership. And I want to thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And it's an honor to represent my home, where my family's called home for seven generations and to fight for them in Washington, D.C., and to fight for our way of life and our values and to try to make the lives of all Americans that much better. And the Ways and Means Committee can do that. And that's what we're trying to do. Thank you to my guest, Chairman Jason Smith. You can learn more about the debt ceiling on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newtsworld is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan, and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at Gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 